I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Rolling with the homies. Hmm. Mark is rolling with his homies. Uh, <laughs> motion picture event. They're not great friends, the but uh... <laughs> they're not that close. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're much closer with their um their pig friends. Their pig I would friends, say, their calves, than Mark. <laughs> They want to get close to Mark, but, you know. Uh, he's not so amenable to that, which, you know. He's not. Understandable. Understandable. He's been, he's been through a lot. He's not sure when or if his hair will grow back. Right. And uh, and the dress is starting to bunch up, and it's very cold outside. He, he needs a jacket. He does. Yeah, get, get him some, some clothes that fit here, at least, you know. <laughs> Running through a foggy fairy tale forest in the mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. There's quicksand in this there's movie. There's quicksand. There, what yeah, the there, hell? There's like a bog. I don't know. But it, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> help me, help me, tell me you love me. <laughs> like, what is this? The net never-ending story? I, what the I, fuck? Yeah, I trade you. It's quicksand. Is yeah, come on. Is quicksand a real thing somewhere? It's it's in every movie. I. <laughs> this is just it boggles the mind because yes. I was like, so far fairly realistic to an extent you know i mean there's yeah, some stuff you gotta kind of i mean there's uh, when disbelief. we're doing like but... demented polka dancing we're like okay all right whatever yeah. this is a bit much <laughs> okay <laughs> clearly you've seen my family at christmas yeah. okay fine and and then like at the end it's just like this weird ending where yeah. it's just there's quicksand out of nowhere mm-hmm. i'm like is this mm-hmm. a thing in france mm-hmm. is it only in france i i I don't know. know. This was also shot in Belgium and France, so maybe it's in Belgium. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? They they, they saved the quicksand shot for Belgium. (laughs) Could be. Could be. They're like, they got great quicksand bogs there. We got to go there. Yeah. And the actor was never seen again. (laughs) (laughs) It's very possible. (laughs) Except I have seen him in a little movie called High Tension. Yes, this is true. But, but that came out before this, so maybe he ah, did perish. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I believe I saw an article that he died last year or the mm. year before. Mm. So maybe they just now found his body after ah, he shot this movie. declared him dead. Like he's been yeah. missing. Yeah. He was found in a, in, in a bog in Belgium. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Could be. Could be. What a fucking weird movie. What, what a fucking weird movie. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect going in, <laughs> into this because th- this was a Kevin re- recommendation. Yes. Uh, and uh, pretty soon, about like 30 minutes in, I was like, hmm, this is going into some interesting places. Mm-hmm. Where will it go next? And then it just keeps one-upping itself. Yes. Like you're like, well, that's enough crazy for one movie. Oh, no, there's nope. more. We got a final act in here and uh, an act after that. And yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's well paced though. It's only like nine minutes, and it's just like it constantly really unfurling, and yeah, uh, you just don't know where it's, it's gonna go, and yeah. Polka playing, polka pig plane. fucking <laughs> festival of debauchery. <laughs> it, it really, that, that's a, yeah. Put that on the box, please. <laughs> put it on there. Chris Moore Roger from Hollows and Hot to Hell. About it. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but there weren't enough lovely women in the movie. Yeah. Where, where's Halle Berry? <laughs> Where's Catherine Deneuve and Sharon Stone? 
Hubert uh, needs you, lovely women. This Mark guy was no Sharon Stone. Isn't that the fucking truth? He wasn't. No, cl- clean this shit up, though. This needs a nice Blu-ray release. Uh, it's a holiday classic of sorts. <laughs> it, it should be. It, should it be. really should, should be. I think I'm going to bring it out after we have Christmas dinner at my <laughs> family's house and see what Perfect. everyone thinks of it. It'd be a good um, double feature with, like, Dead End, and uh, which yeah. we have covered, and also set around Christmas. And, uh, what's it? Oh, well, Inside, of course. And, uh, yeah, oh, just yeah. all these, like, fucked up Christmassy French movies. It's it's sort of like someone thought, okay, I like the movie Psycho. Mm-hmm. I like the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I like the movie Deliverance. Yeah. What if I put them all together, but they took place on Christmas? And they did. And they did. Good idea. (laughs) Good idea. Throwing some pig fucking, and we're in business here. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a good pig fucking before Christmas dinner. That's what they say. That's what you say. Wholesome family tradition. (laughs) (laughs) This is what they they do in the South. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that there was, like, a Magaland in France. Yeah, apparently. It's like this really seems like something that you would see in the south of America. Yeah. But not like in France. So I guess France has their own like weirdos on the fringes that mm-hmm. are like. Mm. And like all the women have left because these guys are just too fucking crazy. And they're like, we're done. <laughs> they're we're like, out. y'all are crazy. We're out. <laughs> we're, we're done. Merry Christmas to us. Fuck y'all. We're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are like did did they kill the women it's possible what, what's the story it's it's very weird it's kind of like that town in shitty shitty bang bang that doesn't have the kids because they've all been captured mm-hmm. and they're in like a weird like tunnel somewhere mm-hmm. it's like are all the women captured somewhere no that wouldn't make sense because then they'd be fucking the women instead of the pigs right yeah you would think unless they just prefer a pig to a woman it, i don't know it's possible yeah Maybe it's their personal preference i don't know and our, i think they've said that like pigs are very close dna wise to humans from what i've under when i've heard compared to a lot oh. of other mammals so uh, i don't know it's, it's just it's a many questions it's probably here. a lot of trial and error they were like let's fuck the sheep first yeah, let's no, see, not, no, not, oh, not the same it's gonna be the pig uh, a dog is just not gonna do it oh, oh the, the the pig this, ding 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 oh, we finally got it poor animals <laughs> That's a montage that they must have cut out yeah. after the test screening. <laughs> it's it's very strange. It's like a it's so weird Kafka esque. Uh, oh yeah, I can like see that. The metamorphosis where the guy thinks he's turning into a cockroach, and maybe he is, or maybe he isn't, and it's mm-hmm. kind of what's happening in this movie too. Where like everybody has de- has this sort of shared delusion where they've all decided that this guy is something. And even from the very beginning, it's like, I like um, when he's performing at the show and everything. And uh, this mm-hmm. idea that, like, everyone thinks they're entitled to this artist's body, essentially. Like, just because yeah. they have made, th- this guy has made them feel something, they think that they are entitled mm-hmm. to, like, essentially sexually assault him and things like that. And um, it's fucked up, but it's like, that, that does happen with artists. It's like, you know, um, you, oh, yeah. you give people something and they suddenly think that they're entitled to from and they, and they shouldn't have to pay for exactly. it they should just be able to take mm-hmm. whatever they want and touch you inappropriately mm-hmm. it's just it's it's pretty fucked up i think that really only kind of shared theme throughout is that everybody's kind of seeing what they want to see from this guy like he just projects mm-hmm. whatever they want him to be essentially you yeah. know it's like in the beginning they the woman wants him to be her lover or whatever because she's been repressed for so long i don't know old lady she saw him in the 
performance. And then later on, the guy at the, you know, the inn wants him to be his wife, and then everybody else wants him to be whoever they fucking wanted to be. I guess it's still still yeah. the wife character, but it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's interesting how he's always like sort of projecting um, that. And I, 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 to some degree, that's yeah. just being a performer. You know, we can, we can be like whatever exactly. we want to be, and as a result, people see what they want to see sometimes and uh yeah even like even doing that this is a good yeah, point yeah. yeah even like doing this podcast it's like uh people probably have this idea of like who we are like i just i mm-hmm. but people like posting all these things I, I recently which is wonderful thank you so much y'all for posting oh, like yeah, on awesome. spotify things so um, cool. but yeah there's i mean i've listened to other podcasts and like you know i have ideas of like okay who these people are but it's like you know you're never really mm-hmm. gonna know us you know uh it's no, it, it's no. it, interesting it's like we we are we're, we're pretty much ourselves on this podcast, but there's still like, you know, yeah. things that I don't reveal about my life and you don't reveal about your life. You know, it's, it's, it, um, we right. want to have some distance, you know, a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I was in two plays back to back once mm-hmm. and I was in both plays. I was playing kind of this like sort of charming Lothario type. Um, and it was within like a two or three month span and I started getting a lot of dates because of these shows, mm-hmm. which was weird. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. And every time I went on the date, it seemed like about five minutes in, the guy would just totally lose interest completely mm. because I wasn't who they thought I was because of what I played in that show. The character, sure. Because they would all be like, oh, I saw I saw you in that show. Let's go out. Yeah. And then, like, the moment I was just myself, they were like, uh, not interested. Mm -hmm. And what was weird was I was playing, like, an asshole in both of these shows. And I was like, so that's what you want? You want an asshole? Like, I was like, that's fucking weird, dude. Like, that's your thing. Like, (laughs) best of luck. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I I never understood that. It's like, why? why? And I'm not saying I've never fallen into that trap, too, of being, like, drawn to someone who is, like, an asshole. But it's like, why why do we? We've all been there. Yeah. Why 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 does that happen? It's like, we know this is not good for us. But there's I guess there's always stuff like that. Like, you know, people smoke and they do all this other stuff that's not good for them. Mm -hmm. I think it's just to, like, feel alive or something. You know, it's it's bizarre. I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah. It's it's like maybe people love that pain of, like, wanting something that you know you can't have. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Just, oh, it's awful. Could be. Why do we do that? I don't Are know. there any psychologists among us? Because we need yeah. <laughs> we need answers. <laughs> Come on up to the our mansion on Haunted Hill, please. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about this movie and all that stuff because I'm sure a psychiatrist would have a field day with this with this movie. Oh yeah, well yeah. Oh boy, uh, Freudian Kafka esque <laughs> nightmare <laughs> here. It's just insane. Yeah. Like this whole fucking movie could be this guy's like fucking nightmare yeah it's just uh, totally insane um all right well that's the end of the discussion about this movie okay bye (laughs) (laughs) bye has it been fun for you uh have you watched anything over the past couple days what have i watched i finished made oh yeah yeah yeah. as a matter of fact that was good oh my god it was so satisfying it was a good wrap up it's you know it's a nice limited series as they like to call them the the kids would say so it just wraps up there's no season two which is a shame because i really like the characters a lot but i would rather it end on a high note than continue to just you know yeah not everything needs to be like a million seasons folks like and sometimes i agree it it becomes worse when it becomes what often becomes worse if it goes on for too long and it's just you know oh god yeah i don't know Although I, I'm I'm okay with Chucky being renewed because I think there are more stories yes. to tell here because there are always more stories there's to tell so in this franchise. Much more. <laughs> Literally, yeah. we're going to be 75, and yeah. there's still going to be a Chucky out there doing some weird shit. Yeah. I don't know what it, what Man's, it's going to be. Tom but... Mantis is going to be like 100, and he's still making these. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hope so. I would love that. If only, yeah. Don't stop, Don. I mean, Ridley fucking Scott's still out there fucking making movies, so why not? Yeah. Complaining about millennials. Complaining about millennials, and yeah. (laughs) This movie bombed because millennials didn't go see it. You fucking millennial assholes. Because they're calm down, Red. They're too apathetic, even though that's what they said about Gen Xers, and now we're saying that about millennials <laughs> and every other generation who doesn't go to movies. I, just maybe on. we just don't want to spend money on movies that don't look that interesting, right? The same way we don't want to buy fucking diamonds, because what are we gonna do with diamonds? Yeah, exactly. What do people do with diamonds, really? I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. What the fuck is that? Like, millennials aren't buying diamonds anymore. Wh- who buys them? With, with what money? Yes, and yes. I know. What the fuck? What are we gonna do with them? St- stick them up our ass? I, I can know what to barely do afford shit. avocados. Come on. I know. I need my avocado toast, you guys. It's my favorite. If they don't have avocado toast, I am not coming back here. How did that become a thing? Slip like, I, I don't just, get it. What is that? All these things that people associate with millennials. Yeah, some of us are whiny, but other than that, like, you know, it's. We're all pretty different. <laughs> Millennials are putting peanut butter and jelly on sandwiches. <laughs> Damn them! I mean, what is like, this shit? we're probably not the best millennials because most of the stuff we watch is like pre two thousand. But like, you know, whatever. That's probably true. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> but this movie's not. This movie is a whole four years after two thousand. So look at us. Oh, look at look at this. <laughs> Almost twenty years we're old. That's good. fucking nuts. Oh, uh, 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 anybody got my Ben Gay? Rub on my joints. But no, uh, the, uh, I mean. It's been a little while since the Chucky finale aired, so I guess we could briefly... Mm-hmm. I, I've already forgotten a lot yeah. of it, so I don't know. I, I mean, it was fine. I just, spoilers, I just spoilers. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess we could throw... Spoilers, spoilers. There's maybe go... a lot going on. Yeah, move ahead now if you're listening, if you haven't yeah. watched it. Um, maybe move about five minutes to, to your right yeah. on the little clicker yes 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 um yeah it was it was a good time yeah, i liked the the movie theater massacre that was fun that was cool it was a little strange stabbing how like everybody in the ass yeah everybody was like already up and going but he was still like stabbing and i'm like okay all right uh, um yeah but uh i guess some good. people didn't want to get up right yeah, right so right away movie. yeah um, i am really confused about know. tiffany's motivations like throughout this whole mm-hmm. series i, I am just like because there are moments and maybe that's just who she is you know she's so like you know hot and cold about everything but like there are moments when she's like i don't want anything to do with chucky and i just want to be with nika but then she's also still involved in this scheme at the end where she's sending all the chucky dolls you know around the countries country Mm -hmm. which is just kind of like okay i did like the little twist of how she was the one who apparently called in um the police Mm -hmm. in 1988 i liked that that was cool that was cool i'm a little concerned about the fate of our dear kyle I think she's still alive. Yeah. We did not see a charred corpse. I, I, so I would assume I'm gonna just. I yeah. think she's there. Yeah, they said there. I were... think it might be her at the at the graveyard at the end because you see that gloved hand That's true. on the tr- tree, like watching them. And I think she had she had on those gloves, right? And so um, maybe it's her. Could be, yeah. Um... And the teacher. Um, I'm I'm wondering if she is Glenn Glenn. That's what I've been thinking. Perhaps. Um. I kind of feel like maybe they would have acknowledged that by now if that was, but maybe not. Mm. Maybe that I like I think because like we got to save something for season two. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a fun little Glenda reference there with the bag. Yeah, and everything that was exactly. Uh, so I'm wondering. Yeah, if maybe that's the twist. But for some reason, I keep thinking that she's Robin Lively from Teen Witch. Every <laughs> yeah. time I see her, she, she looks like it. I'm yeah, like, she looks exactly I can like see her. That. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, did they get my dear Robin Lively to be in this show? <laughs> I like when they brought her in for uh, 30 Rock on that like reunion episode that they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, I love some Robin Lively. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bring in Catherine Hicks still. I'm still waiting on Yeah, her. that would be nice. Maybe she's the glove person. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. But it she won't. broke out of the asylum. <laughs> She's like the um the dude from Silent Night, Bloody Night. She's she's yeah. got her glove. She's got her wrench. She just hit some people in the head and ju- jumped in a car. It's like I'm gonna go save my Andy. Because she's been in that asylum for what like thirty something years now, probably. Yeah, yeah, could be. I mean, shit. Or what if it was <laughs> Let Chris? The woman out. <laughs> what if it was Chris Sarandon? I would. That would be cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's still kicking. He could do it. And he teams up with Andy to break her out. Yeah, interesting. I'd be good with that. Yeah. And uh, the voodoo stuff is always such a giant question mark. It's, you know, like, why did they need this kid to kill someone so that he could suddenly make an army? Uh, Like, why couldn't he have done that already? Because Mm -hmm. we already know he can split his soul. So does he need this to do even more souls or something? It's always been a question mark. Like, this started back in... Cults or whatever, but uh, I mean, I, I like that the the concept of like sending all these evil Chucky dolls to like people around the country, like that's fun. But it just yeah, it's, it's how a you get idea. there is like okay, all right. Um, I guess I shouldn't you know be splitting hair too too much. This is a franchise about possessed <laughs> dolls and stuff, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not known for its gritty realism. No. And they they brought <laughs> that in that old whole, documentary like, Child's Play three, yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is the first one I feel like that really like tried to get into like the Dumbala stuff and like he's suddenly like mm-hmm. a religious devotee to this like creature which yeah. which is kind of interesting because it explains how, why he's like so like powerful and stuff because it's like oh I have the power right. of Dumbala it's like Manol is inside of me you know yeah I I feel like they put that in there like that whole like yeah you can't get me I'm strong because I've got mm. Dumbala I think they put it in there because so many people have been like he's a he's a fucking doll like kick him in the face yeah yeah just you know and they and they they i don't think they've ever really explained like why he's so strong until Mm -hmm. i guess last episode yeah yeah (laughs) at least there's something to look forward to next halloween besides halloween ends oh yeah god like thank god (laughs) at least we still have don mancini (laughs) i know i'm like i don't even know any i get well there's yeah in january there's scream five but other than that like i don't know too much else that i'm like really excited about horror wise next year um oh there's that orphan series oh yeah is that a series or is it it's a movie right i think it's just a movie all right that's right. I wish I wish it was a series, but it's a movie. It yeah. should be a it fucking series. Or in a different house. Every week every she's time. just somewhere else. It's like a sitcom. That's what I want. <laughs> it just, it just hops from house to house. That's what. <laughs> oh my god. Why That's isn't it, Why isn't this not a series? Come on, people. It's perfect. I'm interested to see how they do some of this like CGI with her face and stuff, but we'll see. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch a show on Shudder. It's called Behind the Monsters. It's like a documentary I've been hearing good things about that. It's fun. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, as horror fans, seasoned horror fans, Mm -hmm. you could say, there's a lot of stuff that we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you watch the one on Halloween, you know, of course, it's it's like, did you know that this was a William Shatner mask (laughs) that we dyed white? Shocking. no. (laughs) What? But then every now and then there's like a little something you didn't hear before and it's interesting some of the participants are fun and engaging some are maybe not so much but that's every show like that right 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 um 
So I recommend it. It's on the Shutter. On the Shutter, all right. And I think it's quite entertaining. I watched that Silent Night movie last night, uh, which was all right. It is. Oh, the like a, a apocalyptic thingy with Kira Knight. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. really what to expect. The trailer made it look like a dark comedy. Wikipedia says it's a dark comedy. I didn't think it was a dark comedy, but you know, here oh, we no. are. It started out kind of that way, and uh, it more this kind of existential apocalyptic drama and it, like like there's this big force that's gonna attack this is not really spoiler like it you know from the beginning like there's all this like poisonous gas that the earth has released or something and it's like killing people around the world and for some reason they know when it's gonna hit britain so the night before this group of people get together with their kids and um they're gonna have a nice dinner and then they're all gonna take this like suicide pill that the government has given them just so they don't have to uh, deal with all the poisonous that's gonna kill them the next day and so there's always this kind of back and forth, like, do we take the pills or do we wait for the poison and everything else? And it's kind of interesting. Um, but the whole time I was like, it's very similar to like Melancholia, which came out like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And that's a much better movie because it has Kirsten Dunst in it and it's better directed. Well, um, well. But um, <laughs> uh, it just, I don't know. It it didn't really go anywhere for me. And it has this like really weird twist at the end, which I won't spoil, spoil but it's like, it, it just kind of it, it's a gotcha ending it's another one of those where it's like do, oh. do we need this it, it, i i guess i liked it but it's it's another one where i'm like yeah i don't know i heard people raving about it and that keeps happening lately like you know people are like oh it's people the best movie down. you need to calm down y'all <laughs> it's just ridiculous it's the best movie of this week yeah it's like it's the only movie this week yes okay? it's yes. not a, co- a compliment right and you know it's a, I wish people would stop selling these movies to me as things that they aren't. Like, people told me House of Gucci was mm-hmm. going to be this, like, super campy movie, and it wasn't. And they told me this yeah. is going to be, like, a dark comedy. And other than, like, maybe the first, like, half an hour, it's it's pretty fucking serious. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, our just whole spectrum of comedy has just shifted so much because everything's been so fucking serious that anytime there's even something remotely kind of funny, people are like, oh, it's a dark comedy. (laughs) There were two laugh lines in this. It's a hoot and a half. Wonderful. Bring the family. Like, what the fuck? She had one bitchy one-liner. What a camp film. (laughs) (laughs) She's a camp icon. I was like, no. No, she's not. 2004. Here we are. Getting our little time machine again. That was my DeLorean. We're going back in time. All right. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, post 9-11 world here, which is like anything post 9-11, but this is like immediately post 9-11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Misty watercolored memories. <laughs> of that shitty time. Shitty time. Yeah, it's bad when people are like wax nostalgia for like this terrible time because things are <laughs> yeah, so bad now. Like, but <laughs> like, remember George W. Depressing. Bush, how great, how great things were. <laughs> <laughs> what an american treasure he was oh, god. really god yeah this was <laughs> a tumultuous time in the world but when is the world not tumultuous as we found since 2001 yeah. everything's been fucking nuts but oh, yes this cinema wise this was kind of right in the middle of that new french extremity wave that is mm-hmm. uh, sweeping the world um we got films like high tension hot tension and uh, uh, them and Frontiers and Our Dear Inside, which we covered last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Martyrs, of Martyrs. course. Martyrs. Yes. Um, uh, these films have been described as a crossover between sexual decadence, bestial violence, and troubling psychosis, which pretty much describes this movie. So, 
And while that was going on, of course, in the U.S., we had all the torture porn stuff was starting up with all the Saw and the Hostel and, to some degree, Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot stuff, all that extreme dimension horror. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we were just very violent is... around the world here. Yeah. Le horror extreme. Mm-hmm. This was a... The French films were similar, but they were more kind of poetic and, I guess, existential. Like, there's a little bit deeper meaning, I would say, with some of these movies than just, you know. um, There was a quote on here that was from the the guy who directed Martyrs, Pascal Lagier. He said, my film is about the nature of human pain and human suffering, but it's not about physical torture, per se. Um, It's about the pain we feel on an everyday basis in a symbolic way. The film doesn't talk about torture. It talks about pain. Which, I mean, I don't know, that's a little up your own ass quote there, but I get kind of what he's saying, you know, that it's it's more about the sort of existential, like, why are we all here versus like, let's just cut people into a million pieces and, you know, see what happens. You know? Yeah, I mean, that movie, I will say, at least has a point. Yeah, it was directed by Fabrice Duweltz or Veltz. Um, he's directed Vinian and Message from the King. I've not seen those movies, but he's directed them, so go check them out, I guess. They sound um, a little more high arty than this one. Yes. A Message to the King sounds like a like a m- Merchant Ivory Yeah, movie. it does. I think it's some kind really of arty. thriller, but like more of a classy thriller. I, I, I don't know. Oh. Who knows? Uh, it was written by him and this guy named Roman Portop, um, who I think also wrote... Alleluia, which is, uh, I've heard decent things. It's a film from last decade. I haven't seen it, but um, a little thriller. Um, So originally the idea was to portray two male characters, one of whom would mistake the other for his wife, which is what happens. Um, So they went with that concept, and then it took three years to kind of develop that script into something more whatever it became <laughs> um <laughs> they're like you know this is really great what what it needs is more pig fucking more of that and like that's it, how they came up with that's the kind of how this feels like it's like yeah they had a core concept and they were like just keep piling things onto that and uh more <laughs> freudian shit and more like you know what the fuck is happening uh it uh premiered in 2004 at the uh canes festival um and uh it had a u.s release not until 2006 there's a little bit of a thing there i don't remember being theaters it must have just been limited or just on dvd i don't know but uh it was titled the ordeal when it came out um but it's still sometimes referred to that uh oh i looked it up what does it even mean it was some sort of like christian statue uh publicly displayed um like the uh crucifix that he finds at the end that's just like thing at the end yeah yeah i guess that's kind of what it's supposed to be um it's not a good title. I'm just going to say it. It's not great, it's not good. but yeah. neither is the ordeal. Like, what is, what is that? No. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can title this movie. Yeah, I don't it's know. sort of like... Uh, uh, be nice to actors. I don't know. Uh, I don't... <laughs> Pig fuckers of the France Revolution. I don't know. Yeah, Christmas pig fucking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's a better title. <laughs> If Roger Corman had put this out back in the day, he would have found a good title. (laughs) (laughs) A mind-melting excursion into terror and pig fucking. Get the unrated version now with more pig fucking. Le French High Extreme. Uh, Mixed reviews, uh, which, understandable. Oh, really? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry they can't appreciate this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no. sorry for, for them. It's, it seems like a real feel-good movie that, you know, it, I'm surprised it doesn't have like 90-some <laughs> rating here. But <laughs> um, it's got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually not bad for Aww. like a horror movie. Um, but the, it's super polarizing, some of these critics, though. Like uh, The Guardian gave it four out of five stars and called it a brilliant black comic nightmare. But then the Austin Chronicle gave it negative one and a half out of five, which is oh, not a thing. I hate oh when people God. do shit like that. Like, oh, that's rude. Come on. Um, they said Calvera has a few passages of genuine dread, um, but it takes too long to get going and fails to generate the necessary suspense to keep viewers engaged. Um, I don't agree with that. I actually think it's a pretty well-paced um, movie. So, you know. I was engaged. Step off. I'm I was sorry engaged. you weren't austin chronicle yeah like come on calm down dude it was a mark savlov mark oh i don't we don't approve of your review mark you might be a lovely person but we don't don't even go here yeah you don't even go (laughs) you are hereby banned from (laughs) the homos and hot (laughs) yes your horse sinks in our bog yeah um because yeah i like that the first half is kind of just the build-up and you're trying to figure out what's going on and you get little pieces of shit and it it, even if you think you know where it's going it does not go in that direction and you know it's like a little character drama for a bit yeah like where's it going right um some kind of gay shit in there with him like is Mm -hmm. he's like in love with this guy and you're like what's going on yeah um but yeah um well, let's see. There's one other one that was pretty good here. This was from uh, Roberto Curti from offscreen.com, whatever that is. Um, he says mm. that the main problem with Calvert is the passive, unsympathetic nature of the main character. But then he says Duvelts has a keen eye for composition and injects weird elements into the story. Um, I didn't think the main character was really unsympathetic, maybe because he's an actor. And I, you know, I kinda... mean, oh. I'm assuming this person dated an actor once and it didn't end Probably. well. Probably. Like, All actors are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, this guy is just, I don't know, he's trying to make a living, he's and he's traveling for... He's sympathetic. No. Um, he's just like, I need to get on the road, please. Can we yeah. fix my car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think to some degree the idea is that, like, you don't know a lot about him, and that makes it easier for yeah. him to be, again, whatever these other people mm-hmm. want him to be. Like, they, they, they don't exactly. bother to get to know this guy, so as a result, we as the audience don't get to know this guy either. It's right. just, we're always just seeing whatever the fuck they want to see you know well you know this is another one like our previous film what the fuck is going on who knows but we'll try oh, here you, yeah. you, uh, good luck <laughs> well the first part's all first part's right, pretty you know, straightforward first this, part's uh, straightforward yeah this singer named mark and mark. he's you know putting on his makeup trying to get ready for this show at this retirement home mm-hmm. he's got like this little like karaoke machine that he brings with him in his van yeah to all these locations See, this guy seems like a pretty cool guy <laughs> like he does shows at like retirement yeah. homes and stuff and yeah, yeah. that's nice it's not glamorous, but no. he's doing it for the people. Yeah. And all these old folks love him, you know. Yeah, a little And too after much. the show, well, here comes Agnes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she's all like, I love your show so much. Do you want to touch my pussy? And he's like, no, what I, are you doing? I'd rather not. Yeah. And then it's like, I'll abstain, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And she's all like, oh, you stupid bitch. Why'd you do this? You dumb cunt. You need to go. And she's like just cussing herself out. Yeah. Like, calm down, man. He's like, like, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. He just feels like you just see the change in his face there, too. I mean, I've watched this movie a couple couple times now, so I've noticed like a few Mm -hmm. more things now. But you see like he's kind of in a good mood when she walks in. But then like just Mm -hmm. the moment like that happens, he's like. I just feel so disgusted and like it's like oh, this yeah. happened and then he feels like kind of creepy. humiliated for her that she feels this way and he probably wants to comfort her yeah. but also like he's still just like this is just so fucking ick and yeah 
That's you know? creepy as hell, yeah. you know, to be just propositioned after a show like that. And, yeah, yeah. And um, because she's all like, oh, well, I might not be here next year when you do your show because, yeah. you know, I'm old and I might die. Right, right. And so she takes a little risk and uh, yeah, as if that well en- entitles her, like, oh, I'm gonna die, so <laughs> yeah. you should fuck me. Like, die soon. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm gonna use that as a pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna be dead in a week. Yep. You want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have an incurable type of cancer, so we should probably go fuck, and I'll never call you again. But... <laughs> yeah. And so he leaves. He packs up shop, and as he's on his way out, the I guess like the person that works there, she stops him and is like also trying to make out with him and slips him his money in this envelope. And there might be some more in there that we don't know about yet. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it's really awkward cause he has to like sort of keep her at bay too. And then he goes into his car. This part made me laugh so hard. Yeah. He goes into his car and he starts, starts, starts the car and it won't start. And she's just outside his window, just like staring at him, and it's really all awkward. It's and so he keeps weird. trying to start the car so like four times, and she's just staring at him. I like how the, and, the show he does like isn't he? He's not even like a super masculine figure, and it. it's just like this weird ass no. fucking like he's French like a comedy cape or show. Something? Yeah, and yet they're all like so drawn weird. to him. Um, it's a sort of so David Bowie esque thing, I guess. Of it, like you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so he goes on the road. And he's driving, 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 and it's it's raining, and then it's really foggy, and then it's kind of snowy. It's just it's all kinds of things going wrong, you know, all the elements. And he goes down this sort of creepy road as it gets darker, and it's raining, and he hits this thing in the road. He's not sure what it is. Yeah. And he can't start his car back up again, and this guy pop pops out, and his name is Boris. Boris. And uh, and he's this oddball who's like, "Have you seen my dog?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Maybe I saw her, I saw her like down the road there. There was something that looked like it might be a dog." And um, he's like, "Hey, uh, I saw a sign for this inn. Can you tell me where it is?" And he's like, "Yeah, just park your car here." And he's like, "Leave my car on the road? Like that's that's weird." He's like, "Yeah, sure." And so they're walking to this inn in the rain, and every time he tries tries to talk. Boris is like, shh, my dog can't hear us if, if we find the dog. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, You're like, what's going on, on here? with Boris here? Yeah, it he's, is, a, he's a bit off. Yeah. It is cool how the, like, the the elements are almost like their own characters in this, too. Like, it's, there's always, yeah. like, a spooky fog or rain or something. It's really mm-hmm. well shot in that, that regard. It's beautifully yeah. shot. Yeah. And, uh, and so they, they get to this inn run by this guy named Bartell. Mm-hmm. And it's later, so he's it looks like he's asleep and is he kind of wakes up and, paul bartell over um, here? <laughs> yeah i was like paul bartell is this like a nod to yeah, mr paul I bartell know. i don't know it could be could, this actually seems like a movie he he would make yes, but it would be a, would. maybe a little more comedic <laughs> a little but, sleazier a little more comedic but yeah <laughs> yeah mary war warnov would be in there as like yeah. gloria and oh, flash yes. flashbacks it yes, would be yes, wonderful yes. and uh and so bartell kind of shows him to this room and doesn't even ask for payment. He's just like, there's the room. See you in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just very curt and kind and kind of short. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up the next day to the sound of, of his his van being towed into mm-hmm. the inn. And he's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And um, 
and he goes downstairs and then like Bar Bar Bartel seems like a nice guy. You know, he's like, I'll make you breakfast. I'm trying to get a hold of this mechanic and his his wife says that he's going to be gone all afternoon, so it might be tomorrow and Mark's like, I've got a show to get to. Like, I need this part. I need to get stuff back on the road. And then at some point he decides to go for a walk. And Bartel's like, whatever you do, do not go into the into the village. And he's like, why? And he's like, just just don't. And he gets like really serious. So you start to think, okay, is this like a village of like cannibals or some shit? Like, what's this movie going to be? So Mark goes for his walk. And while he's on his walk, he sees this barn where all these local town villagers are having sex with a pig. And he's like, oh. There's some mm, sort of like rite of passage thing for like a teenager in there. It looks like too, and he's got to fuck so the pig, weird. and it's just it's uh, again oh. questions. Um, but yeah, so odd. Mm-hmm. And while he's gone, Bartell is digging through Mark's van, and he mm-hmm. finds the money that he got paid for in, in the envelope, and he finds these Polaroids that the lady at the retire retirement home took. Mm-hmm. of herself with her top off mm-hmm. with these little cap captions like i need you and like mm-hmm. fuck me and stuff you know yep. and he's like oh oh my and uh he also finds his cell phone yeah. and it's like hmm, i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to this so you're like what's with bartell is he a good guy is he a bad guy what's going on like who's gonna be the villain here you're, you're not quite sure yet yeah was it's this all like up in the air pre yeah this would have been like pre-texting so well, you still can text, mm-hmm. uh, but well, like, I guess, uh, right? I don't know. But like, not it's so hard much, to remember. It, it is. It was probably harder to send pictures and stuff. But um, because yeah. yeah, it's interesting that she makes these like Polaroids instead of just like texting him like photos. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, she can do what she wants. She's you know she's <laughs> she has her own style. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it's classic. Yeah. And uh, and so he comes back, and then they decide to have dinner. Mm-hmm. And this dinner scene's weird because Ooh, uncomfortable. Yeah. he starts to tell him that, like, he was in the arts, too. He's an artist because he was, like, a comedian. Mm-hmm. He was a humorist. And he tells him, like, this really stupid joke, and Mark just kind of, like, laughs along. And he's like, so you're a singer. My my love was a singer. Her name was Gloria. Mm-hmm. And he goes on about Gloria. And then he tries to get him to sing for him. Yeah, this is another... And like, he sings, like, a part of a song, and he's like, yeah. no, the whole song. I told you a whole joke. You sing me a whole song. It's another example of, like, somebody thinking they're entitled to, like, what he has to offer. Yeah. And uh, without mm-hmm. any sort of pay or anything else. Or Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's... Again, people treat artists like this all the time. Like, you know, oh, will you come yeah. sing at my wedding? I'll pay you, like, $5 or something. I'm like, um, yeah. no. <laughs> like, you get free champagne. Yeah. Like, like, well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We won't pay for your gas or anything, but, uh, you know, you, exactly. it's 300 miles across the country, but, you know, it's, yeah. you should want to because you're an artist. It's all about the art. Ugh. So annoying. Being an artist fucking sucks. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, but it's, it's, listen, it really does. It, it's fulfilling it's, in some ways, but it's, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Get treated like, like a damn pig in a barn getting mm-hmm. fucked. That's, mm-hmm. what get tre- That's what it's all about. Mark is the pig Man, being I, fucked. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> Haha. Ha. We, we figured it out. We figured the pig out. <laughs> so this dinner's awkward as can be. And then finally Mark's just like, I'm gonna go to sleep and hopefully the car will be fixed in the morning. Yeah. And um Bartel's like, Thank you for such a wonderful evening. And it's just like you're kind of sad for him. Like mm-hmm. you're 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 wondering like what went on. And there's a shot in this 
that I swear was cribbed from Psycho. It's when Bar Bar Bartell is talking, and it's like this low angle shot, and it looks just like the shot of Norman in the parlor when he's talking to Marion. Like it looks right. so much like 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 that shot. And and this whole scene kind of reminds me of that scene too. It's like these two characters connecting that have never met and it's it's true yeah it's kind of yeah kind of sad and yeah. creepy at the same the same the same time maybe gloria and, is um, like up in the cupboard and uh you know that's what i kept th- thinking like maybe gloria's never left like yeah. maybe at some point in act three like he's gonna find her and she's gonna be all like and you're be like oh no she's she's a corpse in in in, in the attic <laughs> but no that would have been too predictable and that is not where this movie goes uh, yes yeah. oh no any other lesser film yeah. would have had that <laughs> This film has Mark going to sleep and waking up, and um, he goes and he searches in this. Um, like, well, he can't find Bartell, so he's like, "Where's Bartell? Where is he?" And he's searching, and he finds this like shed where he sees all this stuff, and he he finds the Polaroids that the woman at the retirement home left him, and he finds his cell phone, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why does he have these things?" And then Bartell shows up, and he's all like, I just, uh, hi there. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. all, like, trying to pretend like there's nothing wrong. And Yeah, he's like, oh, you Mark's left this like, here last maybe... night, and I was going to give it to you. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I call bullshit on this. Yeah. And Mark's starting to freak out, and he goes back inside the inn, and then he hears this crash. And outside, Bartell has, like, a sledgehammer, and he's, like, just beating up his car. Like, just... <laughs> insane and then he he douses it with gasoline and throws in a match and mark comes out and he's like what are you what are you doing you're crazy and he's like i knew you were gonna leave me again gloria and he's like what the fuck i'm not gloria and then he hits him in the head with a car battery and knocks his ass out that's like end of act one there and then we get into the the literally like crazy ass that's the midpoint yeah that's where things start to really start to turn here Good lord! And then he wakes up and he's like in a dress. He's in one of Gloria's old dresses. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "We're gonna go for our little trip. Hop on the back of the tractor." Yeah, and he <laughs> starts like, going on this trip. He shaved half of his head and mm-hmm. claiming that maybe like that would make him less desirable or something to the townspeople so or something. But it's it's interesting. Oh. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the big gash on his head would probably make him less desirable yeah, to most think. folks. Yeah. Because it, it's just, he looks that way for the rest of the movie. Oh, he's so miserable gnarly. for the rest of this movie. Which, you know, who wouldn't be? Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's he's very just sad. crying yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And so they go on this little field trip into the woods. Yeah. And, um, and home before dawn. <laughs> well, not in Mark's case. And, uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I bet he wishes. <laughs> I wish I stopped it in the stress. <laughs> like at at some point he escapes but his his arms are tied so he falls into this like this trap there's this weird like Mm -hmm. trap it's not like a bear trap or anything that bad it's a little string or something something. Yeah. yeah and he falls in there and he's just like left there for ever and then um Boris shows up and he's like can you get me out of this and Boris is still complaining about his fucking dog and shit and so he bites him, yeah, and this, Boris leaves for a bit, and then Bo- comes back. Boris thinks that Mark is his last dog for a second, which, again, it's... Yeah. Again, the whole theme of the movie is people seeing what they want to see from the sky. So, so he, he thinks he's a dog, and he pets him, and, and it's like, mm-hmm. does Mark become the dog in that moment, or is he just defending himself by biting him? <laughs> Who knows? But, you know. 
It doesn't matter to old Boris because yeah. then he's like bringing him back. Yep. And uh, and from then on, it's basically just like really uncomfortable stuff because yeah. then um, Bartell's like, okay, you're not going to leave now, so I'm going to put you in this shed and like crucifies him, cru- crucify you to this thing, and that's when two of the pig fuckers. Yeah. They've seen him get dragged on the tra- tractor back home, and they're like, what the fuck is this? Who mm-hmm. is that? Is it Gloria? Is she back? What's yep. happening? And they go in, and they see Bartell, like, tying Mark up, and they're like, oh, it's Gloria. She's she's back. And then Bartell notices them, and he's like, you're not going to have her and stuff. And he's, like, losing his mind, obviously. Yeah. And then he goes up to this bar where they all gather and mm-hmm. he has his gun and he like threatens them like you know if you come near her I'm gonna shoot you all and stuff mm-hmm. and then it goes into a polka I, I, I don't know what that's about yeah we just get this random very creepy <laughs> ominous polka dance scene where all the guys start dancing with each other and yeah <laughs> they're like you know what this needs a polka number <laughs> a polka number which I appreciate I mean... that you know why not <laughs> it's like it's just like a weird like Kurt vile scene it's it's, it's weird it's very odd yes and um and you start to wonder why don't they just fuck each other i mean jesus Mm -hmm. like good lord Mm -hmm. and um and then it's christmas time maybe that's what this whole like city is a town is made of just like repressed gay men who uh, it's gotta be just yeah they refuse to acknowledge that they're gay so they have to fuck other things and uh, or pretend right, yeah. like a man is a woman and it just wow yeah it's so confusing yeah. just bang each other you'll yeah. be happier you'll be happier in the end jeez and um so it's christmas time and boris is with bartell and mark mm-hmm. and there's a tree it's beautiful it's beautiful and yeah. boris has brought his uh supposed dog <laughs> which is actually just a calf <laughs> it's a calf <laughs> And they, this uh, character is ridiculous. They all just eventually start living in this shared delusion where they believe whatever mm-hmm. the other one tells them, and uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's fascinating. Yeah, this this dinner scene is what really reminds me of Texas Chainsaw a, mm-hmm. a lot because yeah. it's like the camera work is really weird. It's really disorienting, and like he's Mark is like crying, and they start to like mock him, mm-hmm. and then there's like that weird close up of his eyeball, just like. Set Sally and Texas Chain Chainsaw and yeah totally and totally. then um things just get really bad when the townspeople decide to show up mm-hmm. because they want a little piece of old Gloria mm-hmm. and there's a big shootout big scuffle and uh, and Bartell is shot you think he's dead mm-hmm. and then everyone kind of tries to take their turn with Mark thinking that he's Gloria yeah well, and I think um, only like one guy actually gets in there before he is able to get away right but uh you know he he was still raped so it's still you know really fucked up here and uh yeah yeah and boris gets shot in the head or something so he's dead Mm -hmm. but yeah um yeah and then bartell kind of shows back up and tries to shoot some more but then the main pig fucker shoots him in the head and then Mm -hmm. mark's on the run he's in the woods trying to escape Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah, from then on, it's just kind of like a big chase scene for the end. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, he comes across like this weird 
like foggy field with this like scarecrow on a cross thing. I can't tell if it's a person or if it's just like a. I think it's just like just some sort of thing. A Jesus what, what it is. statue type it's thing. Just yeah, Jesus. I guess it's, it's like, like yo Cal- Jesus Calvary is apparently, but yes. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, not that bad. that's what Wikipedia says. Who knows? <laughs> Don't ask me. And he has like this big final encounter with the main guy, the yeah. main pig fucker. Yeah. And as pig fucker is uh, closing in on him, he slips into this bog filled with quicksand <laughs> yeah. and like drops his gun and shit. And Mark kind of comes up to him as he's sinking and the guy's like, Gloria, tell me that you love me. And he's like, yeah, I love you. And then he just sinks into the bog. And then it just ends. Mark's just like, hmm, um, that was yeah, a fun Christmas. He, he, the, the guy, while the guy's sinking, he's like, tell me you love me. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Mark does say, I love you under a very quiet voice there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it kind of raises the question. Has he just accepted the fact that he is Gloria at this point? Or is he just saying that to appease this guy as he's dying? Um you know, because um, as actors, we always want to appease people, and you know, uh, that's true, and make them feel yeah. even if they've been horrible, horrible to, to us. It's yeah, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's strange. Um, Although you do wonder, like, what about the rest of the pig fuckers? Like, what are yeah, they doing? What happened to them? You know, are they still coming after him, or yeah, like, have they found another pig to fuck? Like, what's going on? Right, right. Yeah, a lot of like identity stuff in this movie, and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of like Christian iconography too, with him like being put mm-hmm. up on that crucifix at one point, and then him finding the cross at the end. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those movies that's it's hard to really put your finger on exactly, you know, what people are talking about. But that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's like kind of Lynchian type stuff of like you know, well, um, oh, yeah. this could be what they're saying, and uh, maybe this is not. But I, I do think sort of the overarching uh, sort of trend throughout is just this idea of this guy who people see what they want to see and then they use him and do whatever they want with that um mm-hmm. idea and uh it's possible that the gloria wasn't even a woman it could have just been a guy as well who they you know <laughs> he kept captive and everybody you know fucked oh. who knows um um i need a prequel yeah we need a prequel who is gloria the, the, the gloria prequel. yes they call that gloria there we go who is gloria <laughs> yeah Oh, that that could be the poster. Like that's the tagline. Who is Gloria? Find yeah. out. Christmas two thousand twenty three. <laughs> if only. If only. For some reason, as I was watching this last night, I couldn't help but think, what if they remade this mm-hmm. in America, yeah. and they cast <laughs> Danny DeVito as Bartel? I don't know why, Danny but I was DeVito, like, yeah. is that brilliant or a bad idea? I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Because, like, he's yeah. so, like, amiable that you, that you, like, oh, it's Danny DeVito. I love him. This, yeah. this will be fun. Yeah. And then midway through it turns and you're like, oh, shit, this isn't the Danny DeVito I love. <laughs> Danny DeVito, I don't love your work anymore. <laughs> I don't love your work. I just think it'd be fascinating. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so I'm going to pitch that. Uh, who would be Mark? Maybe, like, someone really pretty. Like, they need, like, yeah. a. Uh, like a Henry Cavill or like a Matt Bomer or yeah. someone like that. Yeah, one just of the sort of... Yeah, Billy Magnus- Magnuson. Yeah, somebody who's just oh, like, that would be good too. Yeah. Oh my God, an American remake of this movie would be so bad. I I, I can just I, can I just can't even imagine. It. it would be so terrible. Like it, there's no way. They I could mean, do this when like, they remade Martyrs and Inside. Mm-hmm. It was they were both jokes. Yes. It was unbelievable how toned down they they were. Mm-hmm. It's just like 
why you even bother, you know? Interesting movie, though, y'all. Good, good. It's not... Yes. It was streaming. It's not streaming anymore now, so sorry. You have to track it down, but it's it's worth worth this it. It's a rare one for you. Yeah. It's, it's worth finding. It's a good Christmassy one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's right up there with Home Alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> When we were picking movies this month, we were like, okay, we'll do Christmas ones, but they have to be so fucking bizarre that, like, just like, keep our attention, because I'm not doing any, like, gremlins or anything right now. It's it's fine. No, no. Um, and these are... The whole these, month of Bloodbeat. These are, yeah, a whole month of... It is. These have been pretty, pretty fucking weird. I mean, last week we had uh, mental patients who somehow <laughs> build up their Become lives again. Pillars of society. Pillars <laughs> of society. And, <laughs> and asylums run by guys who have... Uh, uh, done very bad da- things. Daughters, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious! What a month <laughs> this is going to so be. And we're not. We're only halfway we're through. Only halfway through. <laughs> There's so much more. <laughs> Fun for the whole oh, family. We need a little Christmas right this very, <laughs> very minute. <laughs> Pigs getting fucked. <laughs> Happily ever after. Shave yes, my we. head again. The <laughs> yeah. shame this dress don't fit me. What can I do? <laughs> The Jerry Herman score that never was. <laughs> With some Burt Backrack in there or something. It's bad. He could have really perked the, this one up, you know. It's pig fucking time. <laughs> that pig ran away, but he will come back. <laughs> we'll be releasing a holiday album this year. 1999. Call toll free now. Have yourself a merry little blood beat. <laughs> Is that a samurai? How <laughs> oh, they fucked me, pum 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 pum. Me and my pig. Coming soon from KTEL Records. <laughs> Three easy payments of twenty nine ninety nine. Call now while supplies last. Accessories sold separately. Batteries not included. If you thought pure moods was something. Just wait until you have a very haunted hill Christmas. Oh, you will have a pure mood from listening to this album, let me tell you. It'll be disgust. It'll be terror. These CDs will be burnt at the annual conservative CD burning party. Oh, I can't wait. It's that. That's the a real dream? party of the year. Yeah, so keep a lookout for that one. We're going to drop it soon. <laughs> We'll try to get it in this holiday season, and we might have to push it back. We'll see. You know, the pandemic. It's it's hard to get into the yes, studio. It's, it's hit us all very hard in the in as studio singers that we are. We can't get in. I mean, we have a studio in our mansion, but we don't have anyone to work the knobs. And Heidi's taken off for the holidays. And yeah, you know. they're all they they've all moved to Barbara's basement in Malibu because I think mm-hmm. she pays a lot better. Mm-hmm. She give some free frozen yogurt in her yogurt shop. So. And we got this, like, you know, Kit Culkin lawsuit in the works that we're still trying to work out. It's and really bad. It's expensive. We've so. had to call Gloria Allred. It's exactly. just been a whole thing. It's, exactly. Ugh. Leave us alone, Kit. Just let us record our album in peace and enjoy the holidays. Yeah. Please. Exactly. Yep. Mm. Fucking Kit Culkin. <sighs> wow. Wow. He ruins everything. He just ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his damn kids. <laughs> Is he still pro- procreating? Has Probably. Has gotten his thing tied yet? I wouldn't be surprised. Pumping out those little babies. 
This one will be the star that lasts. I still think there's just this factory where they got the test tubes and they're just <laughs> making them as they need them. Well, do we have a couple overlooked gems for the holiday season here? Indeed. Uh, mine this week is a movie called Secret Santa, which is mm. made by Adam Marcus, who did Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, that classic. Yes. Gasp. Do not gasp. <laughs> um, this movie, I, I really enjoyed. It was recommended to me a few years years ago, and, yeah. they, and they were like, you're going to find this really funny. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. And I watched it. It is pure family dysfunction he- heaven. It is, I think it's it's made for about a hundred and fifty dollars but i appreciated it and it's just this dysfunctional family that gets together and there's like this weird like disease that's going around yeah and but it's it's not really like the horror parts aren't my favorite parts it's like the bitchy one-liners to each other and there's like this this gay dude who stutters and i'm like okay speak in my language here (laughs) and and it's just it's 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 hard to describe, but yeah. if you like dysfunctional family Christmas drama comedy with some horror, I highly recommend it. Well, you said the AOL keyword for me there, which was the you know, I know the dysfunction. I know because so, yes. um, it's the best. <laughs> it's really fun. Cool. Is it seventies, eighties? It came out a few years ago. Oh, it's like, it's recent. Maybe two thousand. Oh yeah, like it's two thousand maybe seventeen, eighteen. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I'll well, check that out. It's a good cool. time. Cool. Um, I got The Legend of Hell House from 1973. Um, oh, yes. Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Uh, set during the holidays as well. It is, uh, you got the scientist played by Clive Reville. Reville? 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 Right? Reville, we'll go with that. We'll yes. go with that. And his wife, Anne, played <laughs> by Gail Hunnicutt. And uh, they lead a team into this infamous haunted house. Um, that is supposedly haunted by the victims of its late owner, who's a notorious serial killer. And uh, then, but the, the scientist guy does not really believe in ghosts at all. Of course, he's the skeptic. And uh, it's kind of got this sort of 13 ghost vibes in that regard-ish, sort of. I don't know. Um, and then mm-hmm. the, um, so it's always them just sort of trying to figure out, like, if this house is actually haunted, typical haunted house type stuff. And there's this uh, spiritualist there as well, played by Pamela Franklin, and she's um, just all kinds of crazy. And then you got this psychic, played by Roddy McDowell. And uh, it's just a fun cast of characters, you know? The plot doesn't really go anywhere all that interesting, but uh, like you said with the other one, it's sometimes it's just kind of fun watching these characters interact, and uh, um, that's fun. Uh it's uh, got a pretty good mood and atmosphere as well. Um, not quite as much as like the haunting or the innocence, but you know that's why those are the classics. And uh, this is Indeed. an overlooked gem. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's how that works usually. And um, um, yeah, and it, it, it's all kind of leading up to Christmas and everything else. So there's some you know uh, kind of nice aesthetics there. It's been a couple years since I watched it, but uh, um, I liked it enough to recommend. So you know that's a. Yeah, that's fun. That's a Hard recommendation there, I guess. <laughs> I liked it enough. <laughs> it was okay a few years ago. I mean, okay. I don't know. You know, like, you know. Well, I started to you know, think of something kind of holiday related, so there, there we go. You know, if you, um, there, there's actually a lot of Christmas horror movies out there, and a lot of them are not very good, but there's oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of them out there. Um, so. Well, they keep churning them out. I mean, I have been told that if you want to get your indie horror film sold, have it take place on a holiday, like Halloween or Christmas, It's because yeah. then people bring them out every fucking season. Yep. 
And it gives the characters an excuse to all be together in one setting, so it just kind of makes True. sense, you know, because they're all Helps. meeting for the holiday gatherings. And uh, although we still we still need more Thanksgiving horror films, yeah. I don't know what is so hard about a good Thanksgiving horror film. I mean, yeah. probably because Blood Rage just is definitive, <laughs> definitive really. But yeah. um, I mean, try to do better than that, fuckers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because you have uh, so many options for dysfunctional families yeah. or like spouses so. that are at each other's throats or terrible kids, you mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. interesting stuff you could play with. Yeah. Throw a killer in there. You've got yourself a hit. I want to see like the ice storm with Michael Myers <gasps> causing havoc in the background. There we go. Like he comes to like a key party and is just yeah. like killing everybody. Yeah. Like maybe he killed Elijah Wood's character instead of that storm. <laughs> that stupid storm <laughs> electrocutes him or whatever. Yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? Come on. I would see that movie. I would see it in a heartbeat. Come on. Okay. So it's the ice storm meets Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Come on, it sells itself. I think it's pretty fucking perfect. And and they're so like obsessed with their own that. personal lives that they don't realize that their whole family is like being massacred. Like that's perfect. Uh, I would see that movie. Your next was kind of like that. Um, you know, it's like they were all yeah, together and they I were kind of next. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was just good. I'm surprised that's not a Thanksgiving movie. It would have taken so little to just it's true. make it a Thanksgiving movie. It's true. They, yeah. they, someone could have just been like, "Hey, happy Thanksgiving." Boom. Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back in and dub that line in there and re-release it. Yeah, like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fixed it for you. There you go. <laughs> this random, like, disembodied voice. It's just like, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my grandma. Like in the attic? Okay. What's that? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm up here. My bones can't travel. Turns out she survived the whole thing while everybody else was being massacred <laughs> because she was just sitting up there like, being... My hearing's not so good, so I didn't hear all that racket. <laughs> she comes down and's like, where's my pumpkin pie? <laughs> Where is everybody? Why is there blood on my mahogany table? This movie sounds great. I don't... <laughs> it just stays up there the whole, the whole <laughs> Why not? Why not? It just like randomly cuts to her every once in a while, just like keeping herself busy. I hope everybody's having fun. <laughs> Cuts to a decapitation. Like <laughs> nobody ever comes and sees me anymore. <laughs> ring, ring. Here's my bell. Can someone give me my turkey and dressing? <laughs> it's never as good as Mama used to make it, but that's okay. Uh, I think this idea has legs. I think this could work very well. What a, what a mm. holiday feast. Indeed. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this weird-ass fucking movie and this weird-ass episode and everything else. <laughs> I think this episode was suitably weird for this movie. So I think it was, too. Where are we this holiday season? Well, we're in the shed, fucking pigs. We're, we're, we might be. You don't know. We don't know our lives. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but, you know, it's the holidays. And After uh, this movie, I was like, clearly this is the way to go with I, life. I, um, apparently. They seem does. so happy. And they yeah. just... <laughs> Wow. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> we are on Facebook and Twitter. H O H H Podcast. That is H O H H Podcast. Ho Podcast. We are on <laughs> Instagram at Homos and Haunted Hill. That is all one word. Not going to spell it. You can figure it out. We are on Letterboxd. We are on iTunes. You can leave us a review. That would be wonderful. 
as always, you know, thanks folks. And, uh, have a nice little holiday season here and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, make the Yuletide gay. Always make it gay. Uh, single all the way. Apparently that's a movie out. (laughs) Um, apparently so. Yeah. It's got Jennifer Coolidge in it. So I feel like I have to see it, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I should probably watch it, but I'm burnt out on these gay Christmas movies that started last year. And now we got like 10 of them. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, yay representation. Do we need this kind of rep representation? This kind of representation? Not so much. Yeah. I would rather we still play killers. Yeah. (laughs) That's bad, but true. (laughs) And now I'm canceled. And now you're canceled for watching High Tension for the 50th time. (laughs) She was an icon. At least she had goals. Yeah. At least she... (laughs) She wasn't these boring gay couples that just get married and, you know, live happy lives with their kids. Uh, I I love how the message of all these newfangled gay movies is like, gay people, they're just as boring as straights. (laughs) It's true. Yay. Yay. Wonderful. (laughs) Oh. Wow. Les sigh. Les sigh. Getting French today. All right. This is what happens when we watch a French film, folks. Chris becomes French over here. I walk everywhere in France. I'm more fit than you, American. I will continue to smoke. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Hanukkah. And on that note, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.